Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is John Barber from RDW Publishing. You are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. This is artist Josh Burcham, and you jumped inside the pull bag only on the GeekCast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So, without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now. Here inside the pull bag. Hello and welcome to the pull bag, which we are crossing over as we unleash the beast in you on the other show. What's the other show called? I don't know. All things Transformers. Yes, there's that too. The pull bag. The Beast Unleashed podcast. That's right. As we start on the end of the road for the beasts. No. That's right, folks. IDW Publishing. Is for losing some, the rights. Okay, no, well, we we can talk about that. Yes. <laughs> so, IDW Publishing at the end of 2022 will no longer have the Transformers and G.I. Joe comic licenses. Apparently, Hasbro has partnered with some new company. They are not willing to divulge that information of who the new company is yet, though, as of this recording and as of probably most likely this publishing. But, yeah, uh, we are here to talk about the 2022 Beast Wars Annual. <laughs> oh, by the way, in case you didn't know, Steve Megatron is here. Hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Yes. Uh, that's good. So, in the Beast Wars Annual, we have three stories. With three different creative teams, and this I do not mind, because they are three individual stories written by six different people. Written and drawn by six different people. So the first story is Scold's No Good, Very Bad Day, written by Sam Maggs, art by Lana Silvani. The second story is Rhinox's Amazing Adventure, Written by David Mariette, art by Philip Johnson. And then the third story, which is, I'm not going to bury the lead on this one, folks. It's my least favorite of the three. The Morphlings, written by Nick Marino, with art by Andrea Bell. Uh, editor Jasmine Joyner, assistant editor Riley Farmer, lettered by Jake M. Wood. Hey, the M is back. We <laughs> took out his M for a while. But, uh, but yeah. Beast Wars 2022 annual, kicking it off with Scold's No Good, Very Bad Day. Is it bad that How I just you... really hate that title? <laughs> well, because it's we've referencing... too many of those in recent years, and I just really yes. can't stand it. 
Yes, well, I'm having a no good, very bad night with these stupid allergies and my nose problems and all that, so I can see where she's coming from. <laughs> what was your and what is your opinion of Scold? I mean, I could take her or leave her. Okay. It was, it was kind of an interesting backstory, but mm-hmm. I kind of felt like the character really didn't do a whole heck of a lot once in the story. I mean, other than some key moments of massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really where she comes in is in the battle scenes and she really, really performs well. Overall, as a new character, as a character we've never known, as a character that doesn't need to be beholden to 25 years of continuity, I really dug her. I thought she was interesting. Uh, Her and Nyx and some of the other characters that they brought into this that we had never seen before, I thought was really, really cool. And basically, this is a very... Very short story of how she was having a no good, very, very bad day. And the art is amazing. I absolutely love the art in this. I think it's great. Lana Savani does a great Beast Wars Megatron. In that second page of her with all the the bots in her head, you look at that Megatron face and dang... (laughs) <laughs> and what does he say in that panel? Is is it the one with the splintering of glass? Yep. I don't have time for your foolishness. That's right. Folks, Steve Megatron doesn't always make the references. But when he does, he at least in this case, he kinda screwed it up. It's the shattering of the glass. Come on, man. Not splintering. You want splinters? Go over to TMNT. So yeah, scolds no good, very bad day, and I'm probably going to keep saying it because I kind of like it. She basically gets bullied by everybody, mm-hmm. and this sucks because she's not doing anything. Like she's just existing. She's living her life. She's not even like the very first page. You know. She's got a pterosaur who has been her chief bully in the entire series to this point. And he's been the only one to really do it, I think, if I remember correctly. Eh, pretty but, much. But basically, everybody else brings it. I, I mean, I don't think Megatron really has anything to do with it. I mean, like he said. I don't have time for your foolishness. But... Everybody else, and seriously, Waspinator, really? Waspinator is going to get in on the bullying? Really? Yeah, he's an idiot. Like, well, yes, he's an idiot, but he's more of an idiot in the next story than he is in this story. And the fact that they have Waspinator in two ma- two major roles out of these three stories in this comic is just crazy to me, but okay, sure, fine. So... Yeah, Scold kind of gets fed up, and she runs into a maximal prisoner named Power Hug. Yep. 
I know this is Sam Mag's writing, and I'm not sure why she decided, if she was the deciding factor in this character name. Okay, fine, sure. Uh, But Power Hug seems to do the exact same thing that everyone else has done to her, but he's a maximal. And, you know... He then, after he does all this stuff to her, he, sp- he spritzes in her eyes and he shoves her down. And then he picks her back up and he gives her a power hug because that's his name. And she just, you know, it looks like she's going to have a new friend, but not really. Uh, she explains to him, you know why she feels the way she does. He does his little power hug thing. And then, you know, she tells him all the things she likes about herself. And the next thing, you know, she rips his head off. Literally. Yeah. She decapitates him. Yep. Pretty much. She's like, Hey, guess what? I can rip your head off too. (laughs) Yep. And, yeah, I am strong. I am capable. I can do whatever I set my mind to. And, yeah, she just leaves she it on the floor. Yep, she did. And the story ends with Pterosaur shocked face. Huh? All the other Predacons have really, really worried looks on their faces. I love how they show Black Arachnia there. And I'm like, she looks like she's the worried, the most worried out of them all. Well, I also was mentioning the fact that she shouldn't technically be there. That's true. If they're watching Scold, you know, arrested because they're on Earth. (laughs) Well, no, yes, they're on Earth, but Black Arachnia has been here the whole time. I know, but she technically was a converted protoform. That's true, but... It doesn't make sense for any of this to have happened. That's... Yeah, that is very true. Continuity-wise, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's a very much a one-off scold-centric story, and you're right, it doesn't make any sense for her, but I just... That look on her face, man, wow. (laughs) She looks like she's the most scared out of them all. Uh, overall, what'd you think of this first story? Eh, not bad. I ultimately like didn't really care. I mean, it, it also seemed like there was some different meshing of different art styles. Yeah. And it is just one artist on yeah. this, but I think it that they that were, Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't really care for the story. <laughs> if this is, I mean, I know this isn't because we still have next week with the final two issues or no, in a couple of weeks, the final two issues, because uh, next week is Transformers Back to the Future. But uh, yeah, if this was Skull's last thing, it's not, it, it's kind of weak. It's more so what I, I was getting at. Like, I was yeah, kind of expecting something more. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this adds to her character. It adds I to her backstory, kind of, but it really kind of, like, the rest of it kind of just throws me out of it. Yeah. Like, I wish that, 
and I know Sam Maggs is not Eric Burnham, who is the overall writer on the main part of the series, but I wish that somehow in this series, Scold could have maybe been the, instead of having Black Arachnia be who Black Arachnia is. And I know technically they were going for season one Beast Wars, but if you're introducing new characters like Nyx and like Scold, maybe have Scold be the Predacon that switches sides. I mean, Scold is immensely loyal, and she just wants to live her Predacon life, which is fine. But if, if this issue is any indication of how the Predacons think of her, the other Predacons anyway, like, that's just ridiculous, and it's crazy, and it's weird. I don't know. And Terrorsaur of all people to be a bull. I mean, I know Terrasaur has always been a vain kind of bot, but come on. Oh, God. Yeah, I... Zero to five, I'd probably give this a three and a half at best. Maybe. I'll give it a two. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, just didn't do anything for me. Yep. Moving on to Rhinox's Amazing Adventure. I do like the art style here, but I was really hoping he was going to chomp on some bean vines there for a couple of minutes in this opening panel with the jungle with him walking through the through the jungle aspect of it. I was like, wait a minute, he's missing some bean vines there. <sighs> Wild bean vines, good lord! So he gets trapped in a trap, like a rat in a trap. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Uh. And he has to find his way out, and he hears a voice in the darkness, even though he gets shocked all to hell from one of the other traps, a trap within a trap. Uh, so he... <laughs> he wants to play Marco Polo with this other person who is trapped down here with him, and they use Optimus and Prime. And I, you should have clearly known what this, uh, or at least who this other person was, because boring Autobot, but okay. Like, <laughs> even I didn't know who this was going to be, but obviously it makes sense once Rhinox reaches uh, Waspinator. And the rest of the story is them getting out of this trap. I like the art. I think the colors are nice. I think that the whole why universe hate Waspinator kind of thing. Obviously, they kept that aspect. That's very cool. But this one just, I don't know. I get that these are supposed to be vignettes, and they're not supposed to be like full story arc type things. These first two anyway. And I don't know. I almost like this less than the Scold one. I kind of like this one more just because like Waspinator and the art kind of going on. Uh, although yeah. some of it is kind of abstracty and cheap looking in places. Yeah. Um, 
but I like the fact that they're both stuck in a maze. Yeah. I like the art. I think the art's great. I think the art looks really cool. I think both of them look really good. We have at least one scene of Rhinox doing Chain Guns of Doom. But it's just them trying to get out of this trap. That's that's it. And and Rhinox doesn't even get out. Like, that's so anticlimactic. Like, he helped Waspinator when he didn't have to, even though he's a maximal and he should always help people, but I mean, this is an enemy after all, and we all know that Waspinator would double-cross anybody anyway, but, Mm -hmm. like, seriously, Waspinator, you couldn't put your differences aside for once? After he helped you? After everyone in the whole known universe is always against you, and he actually helped you, and you couldn't, like, no, this is why I don't like that. Like, if I was just rating this story on the art alone, it would probably get a four, but... The story because he leaves it, him there? It, it seems in character. It seems in character, but like we don't like like Rhinox came in with falling into the trap. To borrow a phrase, well that's just prime. He ends it on Well, well that's, that's just prime. prime. Yep. And it's like Come on, you could go your separate ways after you both get out. Like, even Optimus and Megatron had a truce for a time. I mean, it didn't last very... Hell, even Optimus and Galvatron had a truce for a time. Yeah. It never lasted very long, but at least they... I... What are you going to rate this one? I'll probably give it a four. I didn't mind it as much. It seemed very in character and like something that would happen to them. But... It's too cliffhanger. It's too cliffhangery. At least have Cheetor come whizzing by on his jets or something. I gotta give it a two and a half. I I can't. On writing alone, I I can't give it anything higher than a two and a half. And then we get to the continuity-based story. So this the Morphlings takes place between Issues 15, which we did last episode, and issue 16, which we will do in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, I don't like the Vok. I just don't. I don't mind the Vok. I just don't like the art for this one, period. Yeah. I don't even think it's a it's a mishmash of styles. It's just a bad style. Well, and they're mixing part of Beast Machines into this. Yeah, which is not what they should have done. It's basically Beast Machines. Yeah, that's... No. With the drones, Megatron hooked up to the uh, mm-hmm. central computer, Mega Savage. It's like yeah. Noble and Savage. And yep, Mega Savage. Wired, yep. wired up, Megatron just bigger, better. Yep. And is that Botanica? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just had to make sure. I I saw the the plants, and I was like, wait a minute. No, the the you know because they get down to a panel on page twenty six of it. It says only three remained: Night Shriek, Night Scream, Botanica, mm-hmm. Botanicus, Silver Claw, Silverbolt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I I see. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I. This is not. And I was just like, why? <laughs> this like, is too bright for beast machines. This is just weird in general. Yeah. Very very weird. And <laughs> what I don't understand is is why it ends on the panel that it ends on with supposedly Rhinox and Rat Trapper there, and then Cheetor is at the end. Come on, it's only a story, Mega Wit. Or Mega Wit couldn't mess things up that oh, he's some of Megatron, duh. Uh yeah. Cheetor, as much as I love you, dude, you're way too damn naive at this point to, like, you haven't gone through your great transformation yet. For me, the coolest thing to come out of this annual is the cover, the retail incentive cover done by Lana, who did the art in the first story uh, of Megatron, Rhinox, and Scold. That's the best thing that I got for the 2022 Beast Wars annual. Yeah, I I like the cover art mostly. Yep. I will say that we do get, at the back of this book, we get more character designs done by Josh Burcham. I love uh, Armadillo. Yep. Because I had the original toy. Very cool. Uh, back in the day, I don't have them anymore. If they ever reissue them, I'll probably splurge. But um, <laughs> I would like to see them updated, honestly. But yeah, because uh, it kind of reminds me of Ironhide. Oh yeah, in the face, and then the yep. rest of him kind of reminds me of, uh, like almost a wheeljack or a ratchet or something. Um. And then you have, yeah. you know, whatever that mutant thing is. And then you have the, you know, Polar Claw, the children of the Vok. Yep, yep. So, uh, yep. But yeah, that's Beast Wars Annual. That's our third to last issue of this series. I'm pretty sad that the Beast Wars line is almost done for comics. <laughs> yeah, well... It, it, it's been done for a while. I mean, I know we're, 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 we're getting to these things late because of, of life and everything else. But, but yeah, I, if IDW has the license until the end of the year, the only, and I don't know why that they're not continuing on at least until maybe October. I know solicits usually come out a few months ahead of time, but, I know there's also supply chain issues and everything else, but I don't get it with them losing the license, why they wouldn't want, I'm going to say Eric and Josh, because they are the two main people on the actual main ongoing, why they wouldn't let or want them to be let have them have their full on whatever their vision was to go past where we ended up. I, I don't understand it. And... Uh, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy, and we're going to talk about this more in two weeks because it's just the way it is since we're recording. 
these episodes back to back tonight. Uh, so yeah, I expect more. We don't really understand why not and whatever as far as them not continuing on with this because they were going at a pretty good clip there and I guess between trade paperbacks they've got enough for three volumes which is great and I'd be interested to see how like when this is collected what kind of additional like we've seen since the beginning of the series all of the character designs that Josh has done for various characters and things like that in almost every issue. And it would, it's going to be really cool to be able to have those in trade. So who knows? I don't know. You got anything else you want to say before I close it out there, sir? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Where can the people find you online? On the Twitter at SCP21. I'm at TFU and Mike. You can also follow at GeekCast Radio and at The Pull Bag on Twitter as well. You can hear us on all podcasting clients. You can obviously visit the website, leave comments and all that kind of good stuff there. Send us any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com and join us next week when we are going to be traveling back in time with the Transformers as we cross over with Back to the future, because next Saturday night, you're going to see some serious shit here inside the pull bag, only on all things Transformers. (laughs) Yeah. I wish to speak to my lawyer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.